Hey everyone, I'm Kaylee Keeper, and you are listening to Castle in the Air podcast. Um, if you're new here, which you might be new here because this is only the second episode, um, I'm Kaylee Keeper. I am experimenting with a podcast, which is something I've always wanted to do. Um, and I talk about this process a lot in the first episode, which is basically just an introduction to me and how in the world we ended up here. So if you're interested in listening to that, go for it, that's posted. Um, And so this is my first episode where I'm talking about one singular topic, and I will reveal that shortly. Um, I'm really excited to get right into this. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I'm very excited about this episode. I think it's something valuable that is not talked about enough and needs to be talked about more. And um, for the past probably six months, I have cherished it a lot. I've thought about it a lot, reflected a lot, and I'm really excited to ramble about it because I think it's very meaningful. And um, the topic that I'm talking about today is rest. Um, Rest is the overarching, I think, and then also just peace and stillness. And I'm very, very excited to talk about rest with you guys today. So, I'm going to get right into it. Um, Throughout college, I am a freshman in college, so my first year... I have noticed um, periods of days or even weeks, especially in the first semester, where I did not stop going. I was constantly doing something. There was something constantly in my schedule. Um, My free time would be meals in the dining hall with friends between classes or dinner after classes. And at dinner, we would kind of linger in the dining hall a little bit longer than normal because We knew that once we left, it's time to get back to work for the rest of the night until we go to sleep. And the only time, at least me personally, um, that I was stopping was for meals and to sleep, which is maintaining the basic functions of the human body. Also, working out, I think, remained pretty consistent, but I don't even consider that a break. Um, So I, I had this lifestyle where I was constantly doing something, constantly moving, never pausing, and I genuinely don't think I realized this was a problem for all of first semester. Um, I kind of just thought, oh, this is the way college is supposed to be, you know, like you hear all these things about college and high school, and I'm like, okay, this is just the way that it is. Like, I'm just never going to stop moving for the next four years, and that's okay. Um, That's not true. That's not okay. I really hope that you do not believe that it's not okay to stop moving. It's okay to stop moving. And that is the basis of what I'm going to be talking about today. Um, I don't want to ever sound like I'm coming from a place that I have it all figured out um, and that you should have it all figured out. That's quite literally the complete opposite of why I'm doing this. Um, Rest is something that, like I said, I've been very heavily pondering over the past six months, and so I feel like I am at a place that um, I just have a lot of insight that I want to share, and um, I know for me personally, the way that I viewed rest for all of my life um, has been very skewed, and I've always thought of rest as a bad thing, and now I have broken that cycle, and I view rest as a good thing, and my hope is that if I talk about this for 45 minutes, you can view rest as a good thing too. Um, 
so yeah, that's my hope for this episode, kind of just breaking down what is rest, how can we achieve rest in the very, very busy, fast-paced society that we live in, um, and how to not feel bad about it. So, like I said, first semester of college, super busy, um, and I was busy with good things. Everything that I had in my schedule were things that I enjoyed, things that were beneficial either to me or to other people, or just everything had a good nature to it. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't think this was a problem, you know, like if my schedule is full of good things, then it's a good schedule. Um, and so I, I think I was exhausted, but that's not something that I really processed for all the first semester. And I'll tell you exactly when I knew that I was not just exhausted, exhausted, but perpetually in a state of exhaustion. Um, funny story, and I'm going to tell it so that you guys know that I struggled with this too. It was Tuesday night beginning of the semester, and I got back home particularly late, not for any bad reason, I just had a really busy day, um, school, meetings, all of that, and I got home around probably like 11.30, and <laughs> if you know me in real life, I normally go to bed around 9.30 or 10, because past that point, a version of me comes out that is terrifying, and I do not like her to come out, so I go to bed, um, and I... <laughs> I am a morning person, so it just, it works out very well for me to go to bed early and wake up early, um, and that's just kind of the flow that I'm in, and this, this one night, <laughs> obviously, I got home a lot later than I wanted to, um, and I knew right then, that night, that I was in a state of exhaustion, and I remember on my walk home from... The meeting that I was at, I didn't even make it home without sobbing. Like, I was sobbing on my walk home, not because I was upset, nothing like that. I had a good day that day. It was just very busy, and it hit me how I how exhausted I was that night. Um, so I'm walking home, I'm sobbing. I get home, I'm sobbing. I get ready for bed, get in bed, I'm sobbing. I can't fall asleep. Like, I'm just, I can't stop crying. And so, of course, what else would I do besides call my mom? Right? So I call my mom and I'm like, mom, help me. Um, never fails, guys. Always call your mom. Um, I call my mom. I explain to her what's going on. She's like, babe, trying to help me process this. You've overcommitted. And I'm like, but mom, like everything I'm doing is good. Like I have all these good things that I'm involved in. And she's like, yes, but you've overcommitted. And I'm like, okay. Like, and so we're processing this. And what I realized is that she was right, I had overcommitted, but I didn't see this as a problem because I had overcommitted to good things, but ultimately, I was exhausted. At the core of everything, I was exhausted. And she told me, you're gonna have to adjust. And I'm like, I don't want to. Like, I, I like everything that I'm doing. And she's like, but basically, there's a time and a season for everything. And that's something that I've learned along the way is, just because something is good does not mean that it's right for you right now. Um, I definitely think there's a season for everything, there's a season for all good things, but maybe don't try to cram it all into one season. <laughs> like That's what I did and it didn't work. Um, and that was like a really hard pill for me to swallow, like really, really hard. Um, but in case no one has told you that lately, there is a season for everything and it doesn't always have to be now. You have plenty of time. 
Um, so that's something that I've been working through and processing. But I remember hung up with my mom. By this time, y'all, it's like one. Like, woke up the next morning. I had to go to class. I'm like, wow. Um, and I just get out of bed and like I felt heavy. Like normally sometimes after a bad night, you know, you sleep it off, feel better in the morning. I did not sleep it off. I felt awful the next morning. Just the weight of this exhaustion, like I physically felt it on my body the second I got out of bed. And I knew, I knew, knew, knew that I had to make some changes. And this was a really hard process for me, honestly, because I had to step away from things that I didn't want to step away from. And um, I took about a week and I just kind of put everything on pause to process this. Um, I prayed a lot about it. I just deeply reflected on everything. And um, honestly, I just, I had to decide what can stay and what has to be paused for now. And that was hard. Um, and I wish I wouldn't have even had to get to that point, but I did. Um, so I encourage you that maybe before getting to the wall of exhaustion, <laughs> just take precautions and be aware of your commitments and how committed you can be and still um, make room for yourself. Um, so in this period of that the week that I took and the time after, I went forward and I committed to consistently making time for myself and like sticking to that because I love like I completely love time by myself like I cherish it it's something that's really important to me it makes me feel really really good to just be quiet and be still and be by myself and I'm like if I if I value this so much it deserves to be in my schedule so going forward that was something that I was really intentional about um and for some reason Several different times, Sabbath just popped into my head. And um, bear with me, because I know Sabbath is daunting. Trust me, been there. Um, but I'm going to break this down. So, how it started, um, I think it was like three different times when I thought of a Sabbath, when like, I had like, I just, Sabbath was not something that I normally like thought about ever, because I didn't have a reason to. Um, but it popped into my head multiple times, and I'm like, okay, why do I keep, like, thinking about this? Like, um, for probably, like, all of my early childhood and, like, teenage years, I had only been aware of what a Sabbath was at a surface level way, and, I mean, from the Bible standpoint, I mean, like, you, gr you grow up learning the Ten Commandments, and, like, one of them is keep the Sabbath day and keep it holy and like that was all I knew of the Sabbath and I just know like in the Bible it's a day of resting and not working and that's pretty much like all I knew but basically for those of you that aren't familiar with like the Bible or the Christian faith the premise of why you've probably never met anyone that practices a Sabbath is because it's not really I want to say like a religious re requirement which is poor phrasing for that but um essentially the Sabbath was a law that was written in the Old Testament of the Bible, and then in the New Testament of the Bible, 
Jesus came, died for our sins, and died so that we do not have to adhere perfectly to the law because nobody is perfect. And so um, in that, a Sabbath was just something that was no longer required because we don't have to perfectly adhere to the law. And this is like, <laughs> I am just very, very barely scratching the surface of that. So there's so, so, so much more to it than that. But um, that's why you probably have never met someone that practices a Sabbath. And if you have, probably not more than five people. I don't know. Anyways, um, so that was my basic understanding for a Sabbath for a really long time. And um, I don't think I met someone who practiced a Sabbath until I was like maybe 16, um, 15 maybe. Um, and still even that point, didn't really know what it was. Um, didn't know what it entailed at least. Um, and it's not until Sabbath kept popping into my head these three times that I was like, okay, maybe if I keep thinking about this, like I should look into it. And so I talked to some mentors and I, I kind of did my own little research um, of sorts and broke down, okay, this doesn't look and sound as bad, not bad, as daunting as I thought. Because my original thing was like, taking a whole day out of the week to not do work sounds terrifying to me. Like, imagine how much I'll fall, fall behind. Like, that was my, um, that was my viewpoint of what a Sabbath was. And I learned about it and I'm like, okay, this actually sounds like very valuable. And if it's valuable enough, maybe I can move some things around so that I can make up for Saturday's work on the other days of the week. And the more I learned about it, the more I was like, okay, I'm just going to try it out. And I tried it out when I came back from winter break and I immediately knew that it was going to be very valuable for me. Um, and I know I'm like straying a little bit. This is my personal story. I'm going to get back to it. But um, the first time I ever practiced a Sabbath, I just absolutely loved it. And what I loved about it is that it was really quiet and really still. And um, for me, my Sabbath has been on Saturday. And that's been really nice because I'm able to pause after a long week and be able to exhale and say, okay, the week is over. And then I reflect on it and I check in with myself and how I'm feeling. That way I can process the week's events and then be ready for the next week. Um, and that it's just worked out like really, really well for me. And so I went from virtually not intentionally resting for the first like 18 years of my life. I don't think I ever like intentionally rested my mind and body and soul and understood what that meant. Um, and I began practicing this very intentionally second semester. It's been life-changing, guys, literally life-changing. And so I want right now, this is very important, I want to make a, um, a disclaimer that you do not have to, hmm, anybody has the right to rest. Um, you don't have to be of the Christian faith to have the right to rest. Um, and you also, if you want to rest, and if you feel like that's something that would be valuable in your life, no pressure to take a whole day out of your week right now. Like rest is gonna look different for everyone. Um, I know someone who takes a Sabbath for half of a day because that's just what works in life. And I know someone that when they get home from 
their Tuesday classes and meetings, they take Tuesday evening, they don't do any homework, you know, relax, do some activities that they like, and then go to bed early. So rest looks different for everyone, and everyone, everyone, everyone is worthy and deserving of rest. Don't think that you have to have certain beliefs or like, just religion is just part of rest for me, but everyone deserves rest regardless of your beliefs. Um, also on that note, um, while I'm talking about it, my faith is the biggest part of my life and it also is part of every other part of my life. And so I think that naturally most, if not all of what I talk about is going to include aspects of my faith just because that's just how I live my life. Um, and so I hope at one point I can do a whole episode just talking about what that means to me and I will probably end up doing that sooner rather than later. But um, anyways, all of that to say, don't think that you have to be of a certain belief to feel like you deserve rest. Everyone deserves rest. Whew, okay, so flash forward, end of second semester now. I've been practicing the Sabbath for a semester and I've really, really feel like I've learned a lot about what it means to rest and I've learned a lot about the benefits of resting. And now I love to talk about it as much as possible because I want everybody to value rest like I do. Um, so now I'm kind of going to be breaking it down, hopefully deconditioning your mind from all the bad things you've ever believed about rest and then talk about some practical ways to go about it if you feel like rest is something that you want to start implementing more to your schedule. So first things first, rest looks different for everyone. And I mean very different. Like I said, um, my rest is a whole day and um, a lot of it is spent, um, I guess, for me in the presence of God and just like either that or just like by myself. Like I don't I don't do a lot with others normally on my Sabbath because that's not the most restful for me. But what's restful for me is not restful for you, and what's restful for you is not restful for me. So definitely rest looks different for everyone. Um, so I think it's important to take some time and just sit down and really ponder on what you consider restful for you personally, not just like restful in general, but like what rests your soul um and so um being in college i um i didn't realize how much of a problem this was at first like i said i didn't realize it was a problem for me and once i did i tried to fix it and i think it's a lot less of a problem now a lot but it's not until then that I realized it's kind of a problem for everyone um, and I don't want to say everyone but a lot of people and um, I mean I go to UT Austin it's a great school and I think I'm naturally surrounded by a lot of high achievers um, and just students who naturally have a lot on their plates and so um, I, I just I thought what we were doing was normal but it's not Exhaustion is an epidemic, you guys. And like, I truly believe we were not 
cut out to live our lives this way, never stopping. Um, and so something that I began to take particular note of is, you know, like the small talk, you see someone, you know, you're like, hey, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Besides good, how are you? The number one answer to how are you doing is I'm tired, I'm exhausted. Like, I began to hear that all the time, like in my dorm, seeing people on campus, like, I begin to look, not look, but I just begin to take a lot more notice of how everyone around me was so tired and everyone was just nonstop. Um, and then not only that, but we didn't even think that we should stop. And I say we because like me, I think basically my whole life, I, if I had a gap in my schedule, immediately I would fill it. Or, um, <laughs> this is when I knew it was a problem. I knew it was a problem when I would feel guilty for sleeping in past like seven. Granted, I normally wake up between like 5.30, 6.30. And if I like slept past like seven, eight, like I would feel guilty. Like that is when I knew it was a problem. <laughs> Um, and just all these little things that I had never noticed before in my own life and in, in my own life and the people around me's lives, um, just all these little habits. And I'm like, wow, we have literally been conditioned to do this. Like this is the normal. And that was really, really unsettling for me. And so I, I reflected on that and I'm like, okay, why is this the way that it is? Why do we feel like we can't stop? And um, this might be a bit of a hot topic and maybe not everyone's gonna agree with this and that's okay, but what I believe is that society, and the word society is so like overused, like what do you even mean by that? But um, I'm gonna use it anyways. I believe that society has created a notion, whether directly or indirectly, um, that our worth comes from what we accomplish and what we do. And um, if this is true, then that means, that just makes it a whole lot easier for us to want to be workhorses and constantly be working because the more that we're working, I think we believe that the more we're going to achieve things which will make us valuable and which will give us worth. <sighs> That was what I gathered from my own reflection. And that made me really, really upset. And I thought about it and I analyzed for myself, okay, how much of my value do I put in what I do? And how much of my value do I put in who I am? And I have a lot of value in who I am, but I also realized I probably had way too much value in what I do. And no, I know that for a fact. And I still struggle with that because I'm a very productive person. I like to get things done. Um, but I think I definitely crossed a line and that I, put, I was putting way too much value in what I was accomplishing. And I'm afraid that a lot of people do this far too often. And if no one has told you lately, your worth does not come from what you do. Your worth comes from who you are at the very core of it. I cannot stress that enough. I cannot. Um, Please, 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 please be intentional about telling yourself that very often because rest is really hard to be comfortable with when you believe that you're not valuable when you're resting. And 
that's why I think rest was really daunting for me at the beginning. Like, it made me anxious to think about not working for a whole day because that's a whole day where I'm not being productive, therefore I'm not achieving anything, therefore I'm not valuable. So I had to decondition my brain from thinking that. And in the process of doing so, it has freed me up in so many more areas than just rest. Like, this has done wonders for my mind when I've put my value in who I am. Again, I do not have it all figured out. I'm definitely still processing this, definitely still figuring out, but I think it's very valuable to talk about. Um, so, just food for thought. Um, I can't remember the first time I heard the phrase, we are human beings, not human doings, but I fell in love with him with it immediately and I will use it whenever I can. I have a sweatshirt that says it, shout out the moments podcast. Um, but genuinely we are worth so much more than what we do. Um, I could talk about this for hours, but I won't. I hope you get the message by now. Um, and I think that a good amount of people honestly know and believe this deep down but it's just a matter of how we appear to other people that I think is what is holding us back. Because I know, like I said earlier, like a whole day of rest in theory sounds great. But the idea of not working and not achieving something, like that's the scary part. So I think we all kind of naturally want rest and we want to put our value in who we are. It's just really hard to get to that point. Um, and I think a lot of this comes from how we think other people are going to view us, which I think goes back to a little bit of what society expects of us. But, um, and this is really bad, but I remember first semester when I was deep down in this busy pit, I like didn't want other people to see me resting. Like if I ever, if I ever did cut out time to rest or like take a break, I didn't want anyone to be around because I didn't want people to see me not doing something because in college, y'all, like, maintaining a GPA, like, it's a fight. Like, it is hard work. And so I didn't want anyone to see me not working hard. And I didn't want anyone to, like, think that I'm not smart or, like, that I don't study enough. Like, that is really bad, but a lot of it is about how we appear to other people. And that's something that I think holds me, held me back from resting. Um, and so I want to encourage you that if that's something that holds you back, Letting go of what other people think of you is probably one of the best decisions you can make for your whole entire life. And rest is just going to be one benefit. Um, and that's hard because there's nothing I can sit here and say to do that for anyone else besides myself. There's nothing that anyone can do to get you to believe that your worth comes from other people or what other think other people think about you. Like... At some point, it's just something you have to accept for yourself, and I hope and pray that that's something that everyone listening can believe for themselves. But it's hard, because there's not really anything you can do besides believe that in your mind. Um, I'll probably talk about that in some shape or form a million times, but I just think it's so important. Because holding on to what other people think about us holds us back from a life that's fulfilling. Um, I've been talking about this a lot lately with my friends, but like, this is not a game, you guys. Like, we have one precious, sacred life on this beautiful planet. 
and you should not be spending it on the basis of what other people expect from you. Now, I'm not saying go crazy and just get loose and, like, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying there are certain things that are more valuable than what society expects of you. And if there are things that you think would be really valuable for you in your life and you're holding back because what other people expect of you, cut it as soon as you can. That's, that's all I'm saying. Um, I want to insert another disclaimer. I am not in any way, shape, or form trying to dismiss hard work. Um, I've mentioned this. I am a very productive person. I love working hard. Um, lifting weights is one of my biggest, biggest passions, and I'm all about hard work in the gym, hard work in school, all of those different things. So I 100% am not saying, oh, neglect hard work. That's not what I'm saying. Um, what I am saying is that hard work and rest are not mutually exclusive. Um, I think that it's a really beautiful thing actually when they exist together because working hard makes rest a lot more sweeter and then resting um, makes you feel a lot more equipped to do hard work. So I, I just I think there's a time and a place for everything. There's a time for work and there's a time for rest. And that's something that I've struggled with and I think a lot of other people struggle with that. Um, just the idea that you can't do both. That's not true. You can do both. Um, so if no one's told you that lately, rest and work can exist together and you can have both and one is not going to take away from the other. If anything, they will help contribute to each other. Um, anyways, back to the topic at hand. Something that has helped me um, and the way that I view rest is considering rest as a form of self-respect. Um, I think that one of the biggest barriers to rest is our thoughts surrounding it. And so for me, I've been very intentional about, I've been paying attention to my thoughts and um, trying to flip negative thoughts into positive thoughts. And so I have considered rest as a form of self-respect. And what I mean by that is that when we neglect rest, we are communicating to our bodies that we don't need it, we don't deserve it, and instead we should push through our incredibly busy lifestyles that never stop. Um, and the reality is that just simply is not true. Um, when we deprive our bodies of rest and recharge, I believe that's just flat out blatant disrespect for our beautiful, precious bodies that we've been given. Um, on that note, I heard once in church, and I fact-checked it, so I know it's true, um, that 90% of like disease and sickness is stress-related. Not necessarily like 100% caused by stress, but related to stress in some way. Um, and you know how you combat stress? Resting your brain and your body. Um, I cannot explain how interconnected they all are, but resting is so much deeper than just relaxing. Like rest is for your 
body, but it's also for your soul and your mind. And it reduces stress. It reduces so much tension. And this is like not only good for your mind, like this is genuinely good for your health. Um, um, so that was a bit of a side note, but I believe that when we neglect that need of our body, that's indirectly communicating that we don't deserve it. And that is not okay. I'm here to tell you for the 1000th time in the past 30 minutes that you deserve rest and you need it. You need it. I promise. Maybe you haven't hit your Tuesday night wall and you're bawling on the way home, but it will come. And I'm sorry to say it, but I think at some point everyone will hit a wall. And I hope that that's not the case. I hope that we can start taking rest seriously so we don't have to hit our walls. Um, and so that's where we are. Like I said, another concept that I want to mention quickly is stillness. Um, I believe the concepts of rest and stillness are very similar, not the same, um, but I believe that sometimes rest and stillness together is a very, very, very beautiful, sacred thing. Um, I don't believe that all rest needs to be still all the time because I, um, I get rest from like going on a nice walk when it's hot outside. So, um, you know, not all rest has to be still, but I think it is important to sometimes include stillness and rest. And what I mean by stillness is still. Like, how often do you sit and stare at the wall, out your window, no books, no media, wait for it, no music, like actually just the quiet, like you and your thoughts. Probably like not often, right? Because I don't think I ever did that for 18 years of my life. Um, and I'm a, I'm a music person, like I love music, I love the background noise, um, but something that I started implementing is like intentional silence and stillness. And so um, the reason behind this is, okay, imagine you're having a conversation with someone and it's an important conversation and you want to learn more about them on a, as a person. Maybe it's a first date, maybe, I don't know, whatever. Um, you're probably not on your phone. Because if you're having an intentional conversation with someone and you want to learn more about them, you're going to be paying attention to what they're communicating to you. Um, and so I think it's the same way when we check in with ourselves. Our mind wants to communicate things to us that we need to be aware of. Um, and that's what I've been calling just these little check-ins. You check in with yourself. There's so much going on inside of us that when we're constantly moving or doing something or being stimulated, we are not able to fully realize what's going on inside of us and what we need. So it doesn't have to be often, but I think stillness is a really beautiful thing. Um, I don't think, I definitely don't think that we do this enough. I know I, I still don't even do this enough, but um, just every now and then I think it's a really important thing. Um, for me, something that I like to do a lot when I'm intentionally being still is journal. Um, I heard this in a podcast the other day. It was John Green and he, um, super cool. John Green is really cool. Um, 
he said, a lot of times I don't even know what I'm thinking until I put it on paper with pen. And like that articulated my whole life because I, I think a lot of times we know, we're aware of what's going on internally, maybe like how we're feeling. Like, you know, sometimes you just like kind of feel icky or um, you just kind of feel certain things, but you're not really sure. You're like, I don't exactly know what it is. For me, and apparently for John Green, journaling and writing things out is a really clear way of articulating those feelings and those thoughts and putting them in words on paper so that you understand them. So that's something that I do a lot and it's really a really efficient way to check in with yourself and it's super easy. Um, journaling is journaling is great. I could talk about journaling for an hour. Um, so yeah, rest, stillness, peace. Quick note on peace. I heard this yesterday at church as well and I'm stealing it. Um, pastor said, you cannot have peace around you until you have peace within you. And I think I mean, that's just gorgeous. Come on. But um, that's so true. The peace and the rest that we experience around us starts within us. So we have to be taking care of all those things within ourselves first before everything around you is going to be okay. Um, on the note of stealing quotes, this is something that I wanted to say um, just in general. I think a lot of the things that I believe and the things that I'm passionate about stem from something else. Um, like, I'm a reader and so I love to read and I get a lot of my favorite little ideas and my favorite little quotes from books or podcasts or something that someone said at church or at school or that a professor said. And I have all this information inside me that I think is really valuable and I don't like to use the word stealing. I like to use the word recycling because the world has been here for thousands of years and um, I think we're all recycling a little bit of information. So if something ever comes out of my mouth and you're like, hey, I read that word for word in a book, just don't worry about it, okay? <laughs> um, just kidding, but like, um, I, I have a, a lot of recycled information inside of me and I'm just, I'm trying to be a vessel and just pass on the value um, to other people. So that's all I, I mean by like me stealing quotes. Um, but yeah, anyways, one last important thing that I think I want to tie this together with, rest does not equal laziness. Um, I think I've kind of said that indirectly a couple different times, but rest does not equal laziness. Please don't let anyone ever let you think that. Honestly, for me, something that I've had to tell myself sometimes is that rest is productive, just not in the way that productivity normally looks because I believe that rest is achieving many things for our mind and our body and even if that means you're not achieving or accomplishing tasks you you are getting something productive done for your well-being um, it's not lazy please do not fall into the no days off mindset that was my mindset for 18 years and it worked I won't lie it worked enough to get me through to the point that I'm at now, but it's not going to work forever. We need days off. No days off, I think, is really toxic, and I, I get, like, where they're coming from when they say that, um, 
because hard work is important, but rest is important, and days off are important. Um, rest is accomplishing something. I don't think that rest should always be laying in bed watching Netflix. I definitely think there's a time and place for that, but I don't think that like you should maybe do that for like a whole day, morning to night time, um, because there's definitely a difference between resting and laziness. Um, not to like do your thing, do whatever you want, but um, yeah, I could, uh, I could go on. I'm really passionate about this. I hope that you know how important it is to be in touch with yourself and what you need. Rest is crucial for breaks from hard work to check in with yourself. And I promise you, in the past five months of resting for a whole day out of week, I have not felt behind once. Not a single time. Um, I know it's scary at first, but it's worth it. There's nothing in this process that I regret. Um, so if you want to try it out, if you too feel like you are always going, going, going and rest is something that you would benefit from, I hope this helped maybe get you thinking about first steps. Um, some final takeaways. We all have the right to rest. We all deserve rest, even if it looks different for everyone. Like I said, it should look different for everyone. Um, so step back, um, even if that, that's like literally stepping back, like taking a night to yourself and reflecting on like how you're feeling and what's restful for you and um, what your soul needs to recharge if you're exhausted, I think it's really important to be intentional about that. Um, see where you're putting your value. Rest is really hard to achieve when you put your value in what you accomplish. Um, so it's really, really huge to shift and put your value in who you are, um, because you might eventually be prevented from doing what you do right now, but you will never be prevented from being who you are. So just some food for thought. Um, I'm really glad I got to sit here and ramble for this about 40 minutes because I think it's really meaningful. I think it's really important. I truly think we don't talk about this enough and there's a lot of misconception about just rest in general. So I hope that this was somehow beneficial for you. Um, I hope that if rest is something that your soul is craving, I hope this makes you feel a little bit better about it. Um, and I encourage you to find ways to implement rest in your own life. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I hope this was great for you. It was great for me. Hope you have a wonderful day, um, and I'll see you guys next time for the next episode. Good night.